So, today's probably the first day I did not come with my camera bag. It's a little, you know, hard to adjust to. In that bag is my name tag. And so since I'm not wearing it, my name is Trevor Jenkins, for those that don't know. Uh, I handle the media and communications here and what other random projects I somehow get enrolled in. Uh, so today is the communication part. And uh, thank you. And when, <laughs> and when George asked me about speaking, I was like, yes, already had it planned, already had the idea, already had written a devotional about it before, I've got it ready. And then he goes, it's a series called Shadows about fear and anxiety. And I was like, That's, that was not my plan. And I was like, now I've got some fear and anxiety. And so today we're continuing this series, Shadows. We're talking about all the things that lurk in our shadows in our lives, fear, anxiety, worry, stress, all of the emotions I'm feeling right now. <laughs> and, uh, and it's funny because I've never found myself to be a very anxious person. All the people around me are like hyped up on anxiety and so it's like, oh, I'm fine. I, I used to work with a group in Loganville and they would call me Trevor and Chill because they were like, you're always so calm. And, uh, and preparing for this made me analyze my own life and I was like, wow, <laughs> I'm a lot more anxious than I realized. Uh, one of those things being perfectionism. If you know me, if you've worked with me on BBS or anything, I don't know when to stop. <laughs> I don't know when to say, okay, it's done. And even when it's done, I'm still not happy with it. I'm still like figuring out what else I can do. And that's part of the anxiety in my life. Uh, another one of those things was just waking up this morning and trying to get dressed for today. I was like, okay, I'm guest speaking. I was like, should I wear a full suit like when Rick speaks? <laughs> I was like, or do I be like George and wear two different colored shoes? I was like, man, I just don't know what to do. And so I met somewhere in the middle. And, uh, and so we're gonna have fun today. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try my best not to just like drive the topic into the ground and give you a bunch of stuff you've already heard before. Uh, I'm gonna help us find a way to release ourselves from anxiety. And we've got three main points. I'm going to go ahead and, spoiler alert, give them to you now. And they are get honest, get present, and get loose. <laughs> and so our first one is get honest. So I'm going to introduce this topic with a Hall of Fame Bible verse. So if there was a Hall of Fame of Bible verses, you know, on the wall, we'd probably have John 3.16, you know, Romans 3.23, um, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and probably a few other ones. And then we'll also have Philippians 4, 6 through 7, in case anyone wants to write that down or save it. And it goes like this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Well, I mean, that's a strong verse, and I'm going to break it down bit by bit to show you how intense this verse is, because let's start with do not be anxious about anything. That's already almost impossible. <laughs> and if you know other translations of this verse, sometimes it says, be anxious for nothing. And if you know more about this verse, and you know Paul wrote this while he's in prison, so you know he's got a lot of things to worry about. Paul always wanted to go to Rome and witness and speak, and he made it to Rome, but he made it in a jail cell. 
So he's chained up, and he's got all these things to worry about. Is he going to get out? What's going to happen to him? And while he's stressed about this, he's like, no, be anxious about none of this. Got nothing to worry about. Because in every situation, including the one I'm in, I can pray to God. And I can petition him, and I can give him, I can ask exactly for what I want. And I'm saying, like, God, help me in this situation. And if you know about Paul, you know it works out. (laughs) You know, and he has a hard life. But this is, this is what we're striving for here. The first step is to be honest. And so the verse says, transcends all understandings, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. But the part that we want to look at is present your request to God. If you're going to present anything to God, you got to know what you're presenting. You got to know what you're anxious about. I find a lot of times with my anxiety is that I don't really realize what's going on. I get it physically, like maybe I'm shaking and I'm just like, oh, it's a weird day today. And then later I'm like, oh, that's why I was shaking because I'm worried about this. It's like if you don't know what you're worried about, you can't pray about it. And that brings another point. If you can worry about it, you can pray about it, right? We spend all this time, we spend all this time worrying and we're thinking in our heads, why not take those thoughts in our heads and turn that into a prayer? Why not say it's like, okay, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about this next issue and I'm, I'm just dwelling on it and it's just getting to me and it's getting to me. It's like, well, that's not doing me any good whatsoever. <laughs> I can take that same worry, that same thought, and I can turn that into a prayer and say, okay, God, I'm going to turn this thought into your thought and I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to ask you, can you help me with this? And part of that is being honest. So the things that we're anxious about, they don't typically end up in our everyday conversations. We don't go to the store when uh, we're checking out at Publix or Kroger, and they ask us how we are. We're not like, well, I'm a little worried about how much I'm spending here. And uh, when I get to the car, I don't, I don't know how much gas I've got. And then, uh, you know, once I get home and I put all these groceries away, I don't know if I have enough time to cook anything. And, and then by then, the cashier's like, do you have a Kroger card? <laughs> like... We don't, we don't do that. But maybe that's something we should do, not to people, <laughs> even though let me urge you to find someone you can talk to. You know, it helps to have a counselor. It helps to have something, someone you can speak your problems with. But one of those people need to be God. God needs to be someone that we present all of our issues. The things that we're worried about need to be in our prayers with God. But to do that, we need to reveal what those prayers can be. Because we're in this series called Shadows, and so everyone's got all these shadows. You've got all these things you're worried about. And sometimes those things you're worried about are a deeper issue that you didn't realize. And to do that, you need to shine a light on the things you're afraid of. You know, you know a kid that's afraid of the dark. Um, I've got two mentions. Uh, I, I have a friend, and they have a little five-year-old son. He's probably going to pop up like twice in this talk today because they bring out so many good points. <laughs> But, you know, we were trying to watch a movie, and he wanted to get a pillow. We were babysitting. And uh, he didn't want to go in his room because it was dark. And it was like, okay. So, I tur- you know, we turned the light on. And next thing you know, he brings out, like, 50 pillows. He brings out, like, everything. And so in the same room that he was once afraid to go into once, he managed to go in there dozens of times and keep going back and keep going back. And that's how our prayers need to be. That sometimes we don't know what to present to God, but if we can shine a light on what we're afraid of, we can shine a light on the things that we are worried about, we have no problem going back to that. We have no problem going to it and say, God, this is what we need. This is honesty. 
And if you know in your relationships, honesty creates intimacy. Think about the people that you're closest friends with. Those are the people that you've seen them in all their different emotions. <laughs> They're the people that you've seen sad, the people you've seen angry, people that you've seen to be annoying. <laughs> it's like your friends that are closest to you are the ones that you've seen all their range of emotions. You know, you know who they are because you know the real them. It's been, it's honesty. And now you've got intimacy because God wants to see the real version of you. He doesn't want you to give this prayer and pretend that everything's okay. You know, there's no sense in being all hyped up on anxiety, being worried about all these different things, and you're just praying to God about, you know, just your everyday stuff. You're going through your cookie cutter, praying for my meal prayer. You need the prayer where you go to God and you say, God, I don't have it all together. I've got this worrying me. I've got this weighing on my shoulders. I've got this issue. Help me do something about this. Because in 1 Peter 5, 7, he says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. George always says something about the word all. Anyone want to say it? Oh, I love it. All means all, and that's all that all means. And I, I use that all the time. I tell people that all the time because it just, it works. And so this is what this verse means. It says, cast all every bit of your anxiety, that even the things that you really are afraid to present to God, even the things that you are afraid of, like maybe you're worried about your own salvation, maybe you're worried about just things in your walk with God, there's no shame in bringing that to him and say, like, look, <laughs> I'm giving this all to you because this is what you said to do. And we're going to bring up another point, the verse before this one starts off with humble yourselves sit down be humble therefore under god's mighty hand that he may only a few of you got that <laughs> therefore under god's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time then cast all your anxiety on him so you can cast all of it on him but the first step to that verse is to humble yourselves the first step to that is to go low and to be honest with yourself and say this is what I'm struggling with. This is what's going on. And to do that, you have to focus on today. You have to get present. A lot of times with worry and anxiety, the second we finish one problem, we move on to the next problem, right? And it, it doesn't work that way. It makes no sense for us to you know, struggle with this one thing and we're like, okay, if I can just get through this problem, I'm good. And once that problem's over, it's like, oh, there's a new problem. <laughs> and we get ourselves into these like emotional pretzels. Uh, like we twist ourselves up and we just worry about the same thing over and over and over again. Um, the, the kid I was talking about that we were watching, uh, I was wrestling with him one day and you know, I, like, I started like grabbing his legs and his hands and twisting them up and I started pretending I was making him into a pretzel. And I was telling him, I was like, we're making a pretzel. And I picked him up and went to the kitchen. I was like, we got to put him in the oven. <laughs> you know, and he's like screaming, but he's laughing, you know, both times. And I put him down on the ground. The instant I put him down on the ground, he looks at me and he goes, that was fun. Let's do it again. You know, and a lot of times with our anxiety and our worry, we tangle ourselves up. And as soon as that problem's over, we go, that wasn't fun, but let's do it again. <laughs> we do it again and again and again. And in our lives, 
throughout all stages of life, we always think the next stage in life is going to be a little bit easier. You know, you're in college and you're like, okay, well, as soon as I graduate, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> I don't have to worry about school or books or any of that. And then you get out and you're like, I was wrong. <laughs> and then it hits you. And then, you know, maybe you're at a certain age and you're like, okay, well, I should be married by then. I'm a Christian. We should be halfway to running a couple's blog together. We're almost there. <laughs> I already got my Pinterest wedding board picked out. And then, like, the second that starts happening, you're like, oh, there's, another, there's other things to worry about. <laughs> In this relationship, in the next, kids, there's always going to be something to worry about. We have to stop waiting for the next problem. I meant to put that slide up earlier. I talked about that for like forever. <laughs> but we have to stop waiting for the next problem. We just keep moving on to the next one and the next one. And we keep thinking that our circumstances are going to bring us joy. And they won't. We can't control them. Proverbs 15.15. Thank you. Here's a harsh, harsh way to put it. All of the days of the oppressed are wretched. <laughs> But the cheerful heart has a continual feast. So a few things I love about this verse. One is it says cheerful heart. That is not something measured by merit. And that's not something measured by circumstances. That is something measured in the heart and state of mind. That is something that is just pure joy. And that is something that doesn't mean everything in life is going well. It doesn't mean everything is perfect and hunky-dory. <laughs> it means I have the right mindset and I'm putting all my anxiety on God and now I've got a continual feast. And the good thing about a feast is like you've got everyone there. You've got everything you can imagine. It's a celebration. And this is continual. doesn't mean that it's another one tomorrow, another one the next day. It means it never ends. It means you're there the whole time. The days of the oppressed are wretched. You can oppress yourself with your anxiety and your worry and your fear and your stress, but it's not gonna help you any. It's not gonna do anything good for you. Matthew 6:34 says it clear about, I said, get present. This says, do not worry about tomorrow. You have to get present. You have to focus on today because tomorrow can worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> it's like, why am I thinking about tomorrow? I can't even get through today. <laughs> And I'm going to bring up another um, good quote. This is from world-renowned philosopher and teddy bear Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> he says, yesterday when I thought about tomorrow, tomorrow, that was too much day for me. <laughs> and I love that because that, that's true. It's like, you know, yesterday I just kept thinking about tomorrow. I kept thinking about tomorrow. I've got today. <laughs> I don't need that much day. And a lot of times in my day, I don't think I have enough day. I've got all these things to do. But it's like, even if the day was longer, you still wouldn't get it done. You still wouldn't have enough day. You think about tomorrow, and you're like, I can't, I can't do that yet. <laughs> i got to worry about tomorrow. <laughs> Corey Ten Boom, um, she was a Dutch watchmaker, and she helped um, hide Jews and helped them escape during the Holocaust. Uh, she went through a lot of trouble of her own. And she's got this quote, says, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Isn't that the truth? Especially when you think about the circumstances that she's writing this in, she's hiding people. 
that's the kind of thing that you should be worried about tomorrow because you don't know if you're going to make it through the next day, if people are going to realize what you're doing, people are going to get caught, people are going to be hurt from it. And even though she's worried about that kind of thing, she's like, no, if I worry about tomorrow, it doesn't help tomorrow. It ruins today. That today needs strength. And that's why we have to rejoice in the Lord always. Actually, I read that wrong. It says rejoice in my circumstances always. And again, I say rejoice. Isn't that the way we normally treat that? We, we think like, okay, well, I'm just going to find my joy in whatever's going on in my life right now. And that, it just simply doesn't work that way. And the, it doesn't say it that way. It says rejoice in the Lord always. And what I like about this verse, I'm, I'm, big on like, I'm big on communication and the way we say things and the way we highlight things. And I love when the Bible does something that's relevant to today as far as like communication and grammar wise. And this is one of those times where it says it and then it says it again. <laughs> He's like, in case you forgot, <laughs> again I say rejoice. Like, you're still on the same breath from this sentence, but I'm going to remind you again because you didn't get it right the first time. That again, I say, rejoice. Always. Because we are hopeless in the fight against anxiety. That's, I know that's a sad way of looking at it, but anxiety plagues all of us. I thought I was immune from it, and, <laughs> and I was like, nope, that's not true. It gets all of us. It's the most common mental illness. And since I'm saying that, I do, have to give a, I do have to give a disclaimer that, you know, mental illness, you know, if you get sick, you go to the doctor, and sometimes if things get bad enough, you might need some type of treatment. And you might need some type of counseling. But that's not any kind of solution that's going to work without God. That we're always still going to need Him. Because with God, we have access to the God of peace. And peace is the opposite of anxiety. It's the opposite of fear and worry. It's a state to where we, can, we are calm and we can live in a life worth living. It's a, it's a life where we are focused on the things that matter, not on the things that are plaguing us. We can't do it without Him. Because it's not, it's not a good idea to face these things alone. Being alive through Christ doesn't mean we will not have trials. But it means we have the weapons we need to survive and turn those trials into strengths. Let's say that again. <laughs> we have the weapons we need to turn those trials into strengths. Thriving is not the absence of any trials. It's not getting away from any kind of anxiety we have. It means that we recognize it, we can get away from it, and we can focus on Him. And that brings us to... My final point, and possibly my longest, depending on how it goes, I was, uh, I was here earlier in the week, and I was, I was talking to De Darren, and he was like, it'd be great if we could get out by 11.15. And I was like, thanks for that. And then I, and then I, I practiced the, I, I only practiced this like twice, um, if you can tell. And I, I, the first time, I, I spoke for like 45 minutes, and I was like, 11.15 is not happening. <laughs> And then I was like, well, if he says anything, I went back, and last time Darren spoke, he spoke for 54 minutes. 54 minutes. I, I've got the record. And I was like, woo. So I was like, okay. And I was like, maybe we should go for a record. And I was like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So I, I cut a few things, and, <laughs> and I was like, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> I had to give him a hard time about that. <laughs> so we said we have to get honest. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to get present. We have to focus on today. And I don't, I'm not saying we can't plan for the future, especially financially. We can't, you know, we don't need to not have a plan, but we don't need to dwell on tomorrow when we're still trying to get through today. But then we have to get loose. And I like this point because I mean it in a couple of different ways. And I, when you first hear it, you think about like, you know, relaxing or you think about like the, the Lecrae song where they're like, get loose, <laughs> you know? But in, in the spirit of get loose, uh, I, I thought I would show a couple of fun things. Um, it's fall season, finally, kind of. And, uh, <laughs> right, yeah, we're, or maybe. In the morning it's fall. <laughs> At night it's fall. But I, I went to a pumpkin patch the other day and it got me thinking about uh, when people make jack-o'-lanterns. And I like the really scary ones, especially ones like so scary like student loans. <laughs> like, oh, like that is scarier than any kind of face you could get. Or, uh, or the Wi-Fi is down. <laughs> like, like, oh no. <laughs> we can't trick-or-treat at that house. Or low battery. The new iPhone just came out and all the old ones are dead now. <laughs> or this is one that's really relevant to this church, um, 9 a.m. church. <laughs> that one's scary. Our service here starts at 10 and we all walk in at 10.05. <laughs> Imagine if it was at 9, that would be rough. And probably the scariest one of them all, and my favorite one, is the check engine light. <laughs> oh, right. Now, some of you, you know, you've, got, you've had that check engine light for months, and you're like, I know my car. It's okay. It's also an empty, and we're like, uh, we, we got a while to go. <laughs> you know, someone else gets in, and you're like, oh, a little unsure. But let me talk about the check engine light for a second, because the thing about this is, it is a little scary. But technically, it's not the light that's scary. The check engine light is literally just an alert to tell you to check your engine. What you check is scary. The light itself is just a reminder. It's just an alert. And that's the way our anxiety is supposed to be. Our anxiety is just supposed to be an alert to like have us check on ourselves. You know, um, they've, they've done like tests and stuff and they find that like some animals can have panic attacks and it's in the fight or flight mode that when they see a predator, their brain shuts off all the other things that you know, happen to us, like when we start breathing heavy and we focus on what's important. It's narrow. And so we've let that get out of control. We, we forget that anxiety is just an alert to tell us like, hey, maybe we need to pray about something. Maybe we've got something in our life that, you know, is sneaking up on us. It's alerting us to a problem. Anxiety is just an alert. Instead, we say, okay, well, we're gonna treat you like our check engine light. We're gonna get used to you being there. <laughs> and we're gonna be scared of you the entire time. And we're, and we're going to focus on all these things that just get in the way. When instead, we should be focusing on peace. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. You know, the Bible says do not be afraid. Was it 365 times? Something like that? It's like one for every day. But what I like about this is this is shortly before, you know, Jesus leaves. Well, you know, he doesn't really leave. But this is, you know, around the time when, he, when he's crucified. And so this is almost like a will. 
like we like to leave people something, a gift when we die. And, you know, we, we leave like, you know, maybe it's something precious or maybe it's a bunch of junk <laughs> that someone's got to sort through. <laughs> but Jesus is like, no, I'm, I'm not leaving you what the world is going to give you. I'm going to give you peace. He's like, he bequeaths us peace. <laughs> it's hard to say. And you know what peace really is? Peace is just a byproduct of God's presence. You can't have peace without being close to God. It's something you just can't have. You have to get closer to him. And this is something that's the truth, that we're stuck in our shadows, when right now we have to get out of the shadows of our circumstances, and we need to get into the shade of God. We need to get close to him. We need to be up there right next to him and say, okay, you are going to shield me from all these things that are freaking me out. <laughs> all these things are getting in the way of me being a follower of you of me getting worried about all these different things where I'm, I can't recognize a need when I'm out in public because I'm thinking about something else. I'm focusing on the wrong thing. Peace is a byproduct of God's presence. You gotta get close to him. Because here's the truth, you can't control everything. But the one thing you can control is the ability to surrender. All these circumstances, all these things that are gonna come into your life like, you can't control those. You can't stop those. You can try. I like to do an exercise called uh, fear setting. A lot of um, businesses do it, different things like that, that when you have um, a decision to make, you think about, okay, these are the things that could happen. So, you know, I said, I was like, okay, I'm going to come up here and speak. And I'm thinking, like, okay, what could happen? Maybe I forget what I'm going to say. Maybe I fall on the stage. <laughs> Maybe I get nervous. And, and then so you come up with those things, your next step is to figure out, okay, what can I do to prevent that fear from happening? So like, okay, well, maybe I can prepare more. Maybe if I get on stage, I look where I'm walking. <laughs> or maybe I say that if I get nervous, it's just a sermon illustration because we're talking about anxiety. <laughs> so you do that. Your next step is, okay, well, if that doesn't work and it happens anyway, what can I do after that? And you, and you figure out that. And that's a great way to like make decisions. But let me tell you this. It works best when you back it with the promise and the faith of God. It works best when you say, okay, I can do all these things to prevent this from happening, but there's a chance it's not going to work. And I know 100% there's no possible way that I can do it on my own. That every part of it has to be backed by God and say, I'm going to pray to him and I'm going to offer this to him and he is going to help me through it, regardless if it happens or not. We have to cut ourselves loose, right? Now we're, we're, we're coming up towards the end. I'm looking at time and I'm like, all right, I'm trying to get you guys out here. We've got, we've got food to get. We've got pumpkin spice lattes to buy. It's fall. You know, we're, we're in a hurry, but let, let, me, let me leave you with some of this. So, we're a tie today. <laughs> and I started thinking, yeah, <laughs> but the thing about a tie is, I'm going to equate this with our anxiety, with our shadows, that we wear it around us, and we get it on us, and we hold it dear, and sometimes we get it a little too tight, and it chokes us, you know? Well, a lot of us will know that next week at Darren's wedding. We'll be like, man, I forgot how tight these things can get. 
And I know at Devin's wedding, I had to change shirts like three times because I couldn't even button the top button. I was like, what happened to my neck? I was like, I'm dying here. <laughs> and so I, you know, I put this on a day and I started thinking, I was like, okay, well, you know, anxiety is a lot like this tie that we get comfortable. We get used to it. It might hurt a bit, but, you know, after a while, you know, we kind of forget about it and we wear it proudly and we say, this is a part of us now. That this is what we've got here. And, you know, maybe sometimes we loosen it, but it's still there. That we can cut down on the things that we're worried about. We can cut down on our anxiety, but it's still there. We still can't get rid of it. It's still tied to us. <laughs> the band come up. And here's the fact about it is that we have to cut ourselves loose. We have to realize that none of this can be done on our own that we have to get honest. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to present honesty to God and say, God, please help us with this problem. A few months back, I was, I was going through something in my head and I was just, this thought was just weighing on me. And I had it in me to just, to, to just pray. It was while I was driving. And it hit me and I was like, God, I think this thing I'm worried about, I think you've planned this for me. And I think you've destined for this to happen. And I was like, and if this is true, then you have to help me stop thinking about it. <laughs> I was like, you have to help me in this next step. You have to help me focus. And I prayed this prayer, and it was intense, and it was hard. And I tell a lot of people here that I don't cry because I got my tear ducts removed. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's not true. But right then and there, I literally could feel the weight come off of me. That I felt it release and I, like, I teared up a little bit. <laughs> and this song came on, and I was like, wow, I've never felt a prayer like that. I've never felt something just release. Because you can loosen it a bit, and you can get almost free. But sometimes, you just got to cut it loose. You have to pray to God and say, get rid of this. Now, does anyone have any scissors? We're going to cut this right now. You ready? We're going to cut this right now. I think I might have something in my back. You got to be prepared. You got to have everything in your bag. I heard that. She was like, why do you keep those in your bag? And I was like, you don't know what's in that bag. There's all kinds of stuff. I was like, I clean it out sometimes. And you're like, wow, didn't even know this was in here. And you know, and that happens in our lives too. We have to do some maintenance on ourselves. And we're like, wow, I didn't realize this was here. <laughs> I didn't realize this problem was plaguing me as much as it was. I thought I was afraid about something else, but really it was a much deeper rooted issue. And see, our anxiety is stuck to us, but it doesn't have to be. We can say, God, I am bringing this to you with prayer and petition. I want to be anxious for nothing. I'm going to cut myself because you don't have to be tied down to your anxiety. <laughs> you don't have to do it. We can cut ourselves loose. Let's pray, let's pray this song in. Lord, we thank you for all that you are. We thank you that you are here for us, that we don't have to control everything in our lives because we merely can't. But we can control the right to surrender. And we surrender our hearts and our minds to you. And we say, Lord, give us your thoughts. Take away what's ailing us. Take away what's focusing 
our attention, the things that are just plaguing us, the things that hide in our shadows. We want to step out of our worry, our fear, anxiety, stress. We want to step into your presence where we can find peace. We want to be there for you. We want to be there for others. And we ask that we can help us just be honest, help us to focus on today and be present, and help us to loosen the ties around us so that we may glorify you.